I couldn't be more excited to announce that the official Noose and Seeing Other People merch collab is finally here. I put so much care and thought into the designs for this line. I really wanted each product to represent seeing other people and this community. And when I think of seeing other people and all of the listeners and the family here, I think of how empathetic we all are and how communicative we are and how we all want to provide each other with comfort. And so I really incorporated those values into all of the products. And there are shirts that say emotional support human. There's a sweatshirt that says double text. There is a long sleeve that says emotionally available and so much more. Check it out at www.wearenoose.com. That's N-U-S. And of course, links are in bio on all social platforms. I'm so excited. Check it out and let me know what you guys get. I'm, I can't wait to see it on you. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode of Unfiltered, I speak with a woman named Jillian about dating as a little person. Jillian shares what it's like to live and date in a world that's not designed for her. We discuss dating apps, common misconceptions, what she wishes people knew, and more. Jillian hosts a podcast called Always Looking Up, Check it out if you want to hear honest and real stories about being a little person in an average-sized world. As always, Seeing Other People is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Definitely try CBD products if you are having any dating anxiety, any anxiety in any aspect of your life, struggling to sleep at night, or anything in between. CBD and Mindset Wellness CBD products will really help you. I know they helped me, and you'll hear Sam talk about how they helped him too. And welcome, Jillian Kerwin, to Seeing Other People. I am so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Seriously, this is an episode I've looked forward to for a really long time. <laughs> I would love if you would just start off by introducing yourself and in your own words, what you are here to talk about. Sure. Um, so my name is Jillian Kerwin. I am a new resident in New York City. Very excited to finally be here. And I'm a little person or a dwarf, so we are talking about dating with a disability, dating as a little person, and all the good and the bad that goes with it. Oh, yeah, which I'm so excited to hear about because, <laughs> of course, I don't, I don't know what it's like, mm -hmm. and I don't know your experience and the like things that you are going to be able to share. I'm, I'm really excited for anyone who's listening to this to hear about this experience, whether or not it's something that relates to them. Um, and I know one thing I love, so Jillian hosts her own podcast called Always Looking Up, which mm -hmm. is an amazing name, first of all. But second of all, I love Thank how you. you start every episode with every guest by asking them how they define being a little person. So Jillian, how do you define being a little person? You are the first person to ask me that. Really? Um, yes. No one ever asks me it in return. So you were wow. the first person to ask me. Um, I just define it as being, you know, and it's like, might sound very like cliche or very like 
easy answer, but it's like, it's just being a little shorter than everybody else. It's just doing things a little differently. I can still do pretty much anything anybody else can, but it might take me a little bit longer. I might have to be a little more innovative. I might have to climb a few more shelves, but like I can do it. So you can do it of Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love that. And I think that's a really good lead in to talking about being a little person when it comes to dating. Um, -hmm. And just, just for context, Jillian and I, Uh, talked a little bit before this. And I said straight up, I was like, I want to make sure that like, I don't say the wrong thing or that I I, like kind of know what I'm talking about. Because again, like I said, like I'm, I'm learning as everyone else is. But the first thing I said to Jillian is like, what, like, what is the correct term? And what, like, if, and if you're a little person, what does that make me like a big person? Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) the, the term that Jillian shared is an average height person is what I would be. And I'm sure many of you listening would be as well. Um, So I just wanted to share that because I'm sure that will come up as we talk Mm -hmm. about dating. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah. So with what you said about like, you're able to do everything and you're, you're a person, you're just shorter. um, Right. I think that that's going to really relate to a lot in terms of dating. And what I really want to talk about is it's like, I know you kind of, you, I know in your podcast, you talk about how it's like living in a world that's not designed for you. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that is especially true with the dating world and dating apps. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, it is because I think and like I like today something happened where I'm like there's like people see the disability and they don't see the person. They don't see the like they don't recognize that I'm a person. Yes, I'm a little different. Yes, I'm shorter, but I'm still a person. So like today I was walking down the street. I was walking home from the gym and I see a guy and like you can tell when you have a guy's attention or a girl's attention as a disabled person, you can tell when they're seeing the disability and it's either they've never seen it before or like they have, you have their attention for not so nice reasons. And Mm -hmm. I saw him holding his phone and I was kind of in my own world. So I didn't catch it right away, but he was holding his phone in a way that made it very obvious. He was not texting. You don't text with your phone, like straight up and down. Nobody does that. If you do, please let me know because as far as (laughs) I know, you don't. Um, and so I'm like, okay, he's taking a picture or he's taking a video. And I was like, it's kind of already a little heated in the morning. So I was kind of just like, and just keep walking by. But I felt him like still looking at me and I turned and he had like his camera pointed towards me. So like, as if I'm walking away, I'm just like, no, no, we don't do that. No. So like, I think that dating in general, it's hard. Cause like, especially for me, with trying to date average height guys, like, I don't know what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they see me. I don't know if they see the disability first. I don't know if they want to check me off a bucket list because I've been asked about that. I don't know like what their intentions are. And I'm just like a lot more like hesitant, I guess would be the best word with average height guys. Yeah, I'm sure. And I know, obviously, we talk a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. about how dating is so difficult to begin with. And then it's yes. like, on top of that, everybody has something, whether it's something that you can see or not. All of those things just make it so much harder, but especially when the something is, it's almost like in a way on display, it's like, it's the first thing that people Mm -hmm. see about you is that like, is your height and that you are a little person. And it's like, there's no getting past that. So when it comes to dating, I'm sure you, like you said, like with the checking off bucket list thing, like you really do have to figure out what someone's intentions are, which 
we all have to do that. But this, I feel mm-hmm. like, is even to a much larger extent. Yeah. And it's hard because, like, I go back and forth on the dating apps um, with showing whether I'm a little person or not. Um, right now, like, my pictures are all cropped, so you can't tell. But mm-hmm. I used to, before, like, have them, like, I was like, okay, let's get this out of the way. And I would just, I still go back and forth about it. Um, I th- uh, I'm trying to stand by the rule that my friend who met her now husband on um, the dating app said that if they earned her phone number, then they earned like the right to know. It's like, okay, if I'm trusting you with this, then you can know that I'm a little person and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to follow that rule, but it's still like hard because then I feel like I'm hiding a part of who I am to make myself like more, you know, attractive, but it's like, this isn't me either right so it's like I it's it's a it's a struggle (laughs) and I I think that's something that a lot of people in different ways feel like Mm -hmm. they can relate to even if the situation is drastically different but I know even people like with their weight it's like they don't want to post pictures when uh, like that are recent if they're not comfortable with how they feel but then they don't want to post like old pictures that might not act like properly accurately represent them because then it also builds up the pressure of like well what happens when they see me right yeah what has it been like if you have like exchanged numbers and then communicated that to somebody and told them like hey by the way I'm a little person um I haven't gotten there yet but there is one guy like when I first moved here I couldn't we match and then we finally like we're setting up a date And I couldn't remember by the time we matched and everything if I had edited my photos or not. Mm. So I did just kind of have to like send a little reminder. And he was like, no, like, I know it's okay. Like, we're, we're good. So I was just like, like, like panics. Like, I don't know if he knows of a little person. I don't know how to bring it up to be like, by the way, just in case he forgot. Yeah. Like I am. Cause I know we all go back like before to like, look at the profiles right before the date, just to like refresh our memory. So I'm like, well, if he looks now, I don't know if I look the same or not. Right. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just wondering like what patterns you see and if there are certain things that are more accepted or more, yeah, like just what, what do people tend to lean towards if anything? And, and in terms of like you and and the people, you know, like, how do you decide that for yourself as well? Um, speaking for myself first, I don't, discriminate I guess that's the best way I'll Mm -hmm. I dated average height guys I've dated little people guys for me the guy is what matters not their height um I think when we were younger so like the the little people community were spread out um and we get together as a whole community once a year so during this like five day to a week period when you're younger, everyone's trying to find a boyfriend or girlfriend. Everyone's trying to hook up with someone. And I think when you're younger, that's like when you're like, I need to date a little person. I need to be with a little person. It's going to be what makes sense. You know, no one will like question it. Um, But then when you're older, I think we kind of grow up and realize like, no, it's the person like my friend who's best friend. She's a little person. Her husband is average height. But at the same time, like I know other people who just got married and they are little people. So I think it just kind of depends on the circumstances and it's hard because like we'll try but like and long distance is a very big thing Mm. but long distance is not easy no (laughs) no I've been there I've done it um you and me both don't want to do it again (laughs) you and me both (laughs) yeah it's comp it's too complicated yeah 
Yeah. Okay. So it really is like, I mean, it's just like any other thing where everyone has like personal preferences. I do think it's interesting that it was when the theme was like, as you get older, some like more people realize like, oh, we like we can date whoever, which I feel like that's, that's something that we often see where it's like, when you're young, you can only really date like the people like in your community, like you only know so many people. And then you realize, holy shit, like there's a whole world out there. Like maybe I should go beyond what I'm used to or see what else is out there, which is scary, but it's also a really great opportunity to like try new things and meet new people. Right. It's also like you're saying, I'm not dating who people think I should date. It's like Mm -hmm. saying I can date who I want to date. Yeah. You know, and kind of just really like finding out who you are and who you're into. Absolutely. Has it been weird um, or have there been any specific like uncomfortable things when it has come to like dating average height people in terms of their friends or family members? Like, do you think there's any judgment or like negativity coming from those people in terms of like this person like choosing to date a little person? I haven't experienced that, um, but I do know other people who have, whose families just maybe don't understand, mm-hmm. um, like don't understand that they're just, again, there's a person um, and don't, right. And like, they also are worried about like their kids, what's going to happen, you know, if they mm-hmm. ha- get married, have kids, like what are their kids going to look like? How is this going to, like, how is this just going to work? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's just, it d- kind of really does depend. Like I know my mom would be like, she's like, I don't care. Yeah, you date whoever whoever you like as long as they're a good person. I'll like them, um, but yeah, I do know like some people who like families have needed. It was kind of like a shock to the not a shock. Yeah, I guess like a shock of like how do we? This is new. This is different. Yeah, and in in those that you've seen, like has it gone to work out? Have they come around, or has it always been like a pain point in the relationship? From what I know, they've come around and like they've kind of, they're like, okay, this is, yeah, like they're like, I think it's just a lot of times I think it's, you know, and I'm used to this like in everywhere I go, more often than not, I'm the first little person people meet. I think that's kind of like a common Mm -hmm. thing amongst us is like that they just don't understand what a little person is and like what that entails. And then when you add in the level of dating, it's like just another layer of questions. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the dating app conversation because I think there's so much to dive into here because as we know, dating apps are a whole beast in themselves, but they really are designed in a way where people can be really picky. People can be really choosy. People can also hide Mm -hmm. behind a screen and say things that they wouldn't necessarily say in person. And so I wonder in terms of like your first dating app experiences, and I know we we touched a little on like that you go back and forth between showing whether or not you're a little person, but mm-hmm. what was it like, I guess, the f- or what has it been like in general, like your experience on dating apps and at those times when you do show that you're a little person, like how, how has your experience in general been? So when I do show that I'm a little person and I get... I get asked a lot. Um, it's definitely mostly on Tinder, which I haven't really been active on, but def- uh, but also like on Hinge and Bumble of guys, even like if on Bumble I start the conversation, will ask me what sexual favors I can perform while standing up. And then I'm like, no, no, we're not doing that. 
we're not yet. Yeah, no, we're, I'm not not entertaining the question. Going to report you. Go to Blackie. Like, no, don't, what, don't start. In what world do people think that is okay? I don't know. I don't know. Like, if they're like, it, like, even if you're genuinely curious, like, no, like, that's not no. how you start a car. No, 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 you don't do that. <laughs> no. Jeez. And like, what? Also, like, if we're on a dating app, like, what makes you think that's going to make me more attracted to you, or to say yes, this is going to yes, I will perform whatever you want while standing up. Absolutely, yeah. Like, no. See, like to me, if somebody said that to me, like, I would literally never go on a dating app ever again. Yeah, I would never talk to a man ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like, I'm like, I, there's guys out there that are good. I know it, but it's like, I have, like, I can only go through so many bad guys before I'm like, I'm done. I need a break. Just can't yeah. do it. Um, have had like a couple of good guys and I'm just like, okay, this, like, there's hope, but it's just kind of like, find, you know, sorting yeah. through it all. How do you bounce back though from that when people say things like that to you? Cause I just, I can only imagine like for me, if anyone said anything like that to me, whether it's about like my, my appearance or anything, like I would, mm -hmm. I'd really like be not okay. You know? Yeah. Um, usually I like take a break at that. Like if it happens like repeatedly, I take a break and I'm just like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I don't need it. Like, it's not worth it to me. Um, sometimes I wish like the most recent time it happened, a guy told me, he's like, I want to have sex with a small person to check it off a bucket list. I'm just like, okay, no, but I wish I said something back. Yeah. Like I wish I'd been like, not okay. Before I like blocked him, I wish I kind of put him in his place. Like, That's not okay. Yeah. Right. Damn. It's just so disappointing. Like it's, it's why take such a difficult thing and make it even harder. And maybe it's right. Maybe it's like the pool of people on specific dating apps, but it's, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. And it shouldn't, like that's stuff that really shouldn't be happening. And it's also like, especially after the year that we just had where like mm -hmm. everyone supposedly learned to be a little more empathetic and understanding, like right. to know that that's like happening is just so disappointing. And like, I feel for you and I wish that that wasn't a thing. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but yeah, guys, I don't understand, but yeah. And it's like, so okay, it's tell not, me about some yeah, of no, I was, oh, no, I was, I was just gonna say, tell me about some of the positive experiences. Cause you said there have been good guys, which are a breath of fresh air. So what yes. have those experiences been like and how have those experiences like empowered you to keep moving forward and to be like, I will find love. Like I'm deserving of love. Cause I know sometimes in dating, like the more we get knocked down, the more we believe like the things that people are saying and believe that right. we're, we're so different that we don't deserve love or we're never going to find it or we're, no one's ever going to love us. And so I'm wondering, like, I have a feeling the good experiences are a really big part in you not feeling like that. So I would love to hear about those. For sure. Um, I mean, I recently like had a good one and like, we're still kind of figuring things out. Um, so like, and it was just like a real, like he just from the beginning, like he just like treated me like a person. And I feel like that's all anybody really wants but especially if you're disabled like that's all we really want um so when that does happen it's like okay there's hope there's hope to go back and then even with like lp guys when because it, it's definitely happened more when we were young, like when we were younger of like wanting to hook up with someone wanting mm -hmm. to get with someone like have a girlfriend because you know lp guys it's not as easy as it is for L lp girls either because you know it's just it, it's it's hard yeah <laughs> um 
so like with them like with the good it's like when they're actually just being like a person when they're being themselves but there's also been times where like we've been with groups of our friends and they're different and it's like no this is you don't have to do this especially if it's around people we both know you don't have to be someone you're not so I think it's just like when they're open and honest themselves and I'm okay if you ask questions if you're an average guy and you do have like question as long as it's not like what sexual favors can you do while standing up but it's about being a little person I'll answer literally anything else (laughs) anything else I will answer just don't yeah don't do that no um so I mean like I think the positive experiences do usually outweigh the negative it's just kind of like the negative hit you a lot at once and you're just kind of like why the fuck am I on here? Yeah. And then, I mean, it's what everyone, like, like you said, like taking a break and stepping back from it, I think Mm -hmm. is, is what we all do when we're hit with that wall of negativity, regardless of what it is. But, um, I'm, well, I'm excited to hear more about how everything's unfolding with this guy. Um, so, okay. So when a positive Mm -hmm. experience like is happening, like when you're talking to somebody on an app or you meet somebody through a friend or whatnot, Mm -hmm. and, like if they, let's say if they are an average height person or let's say somebody who's an average height person is listening to this podcast and they come across a little person on a dating app, they're interested and they want to make sure that not like, not make sure of anything, but like they want you to know that like they, they're really in this and they want you to be comfortable with the experience and they right. want them to like, I know one thing that comes up a lot when it comes to either having a disability or having this, like some type of like heavy history is like that you have to tell somebody is the concept of like making them feel comfortable. And mm-hmm. that, that sucks. That it's like, all you want to do is like move past it. And like, you want to tell this person this thing that is, sh- should be like hard for you to tell, but or like do or show, but really it's like, like you're kind of, and I'm explaining this weirdly, but like, it's like, you're more worried about them being comfortable. Yeah. So yeah. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'm wondering like how that experience has gone for you and also like how you proceed. And let's say somebody's like never dated a little person before. It's like, like, how would you kind of walk them through some of the things that are going to be different and that are the challenges that you have just in them getting to know you, especially if like you're the first little person they've dated or that they've met. Right. Um, and again, to start, like ask questions again, like that's the best way to start. Like once you like really start to like, besides just getting to know them on like a personal level, see if you're compatible, like if you're really interested in taking it to the next level, then you, I'd say like ask questions and, but don't be like, annoyed or offended if they're like I just don't want to talk about it because like that's up to them and it's also it shouldn't be you know my job or anybody else's job to explain like to make you feel comfortable with who I am so I think that's the best way to start and then depending on like how the relationship progresses you know maybe like for me I would say just be prepared because people will stare people will point people will try to take pictures people will laugh and it's like you can either, if you react, you're giving them, you're, you're, you're letting them win if you react. And like, um, in those situations, I kind of say, just kind of go how I, you know, however I react is okay. You don't need to like step up or do something that you don't feel comfortable with either. Cause I would never ask you to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, just kind of seeing how the other person is, but also like ask them in those situations, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Because it will happen. Um, even like with my friends who've known me for years, I still kind of have to explain what, you know, what I want them to do if something happens, if that they've never been in that situation before. 
Um, so I think, you know, when dating, you know, it's really just like making them comfortable and like, you know, it's like you have to, you don't have to make a bigger deal of it. I think as people think it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we're a person Yeah. when it gets to the more physical things. And that's something you got to like figure out together. Cause I've definitely <laughs> been there and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to like, it's like, we both got to, you know, make this work. So let's figure this out. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. I can imagine that that's a whole different situation in itself, which yeah. I, <laughs> do you, is the common thing that like most like first physical and like sexual experiences like happen, like would, is it more comfortable or like more common if you're a little person to have those experiences with another little person first, or like, is it totally random and whatever happens? I think it's totally random and whatever happens with whoever happens. Um, I think mine was actually, yeah, mine was with an average high guy. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know how to do this, but like, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out together well you know what that's the way it is like that's the way it is regardless right like no one knows what they're doing until they figure out how to do it and like what works exactly yeah so I I do think it I think a lot of the things that we're talking about comes down to like it's really not as different as someone might think which also goes back to everything you're saying like you're you're just a person like there's mm-hmm. you're just a little shorter you know um right. which I think is is really nice to hear and I think that is going to be a really good thing for everyone who's listening to kind of learn especially for people who haven't like gotten to know a little person mm-hmm. um what are some other things that you wish people knew about dating a little person um that like you know it's just gonna be I want to say like, don't ask, like, don't assume that they need help with something. Like, or at least when it's hard, like a lot of it is like just me personally speaking, like I will mm-hmm. do it myself. Like I'd rather try to do it myself and then ask for help. So kind of just like go off of them. Like you may think that helping them reach something if you're like out and about or whatever, or like, you know, like if you just feel like they need help, ask first. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like treat them like you would any other girl or guy like there's they're a person yeah you know it's just it's kind of like it all goes back to that and be prepared to like enter the if they really want to let you into their worlds just raise yourself uh little people community we're close but we're a lot <laughs> <laughs> I love that um what do you think are some like unique struggles that people wouldn't expect in, in life hmm. and, and in dating specifically, other than what we talked about with the physical, having to figure it out. I was going to say no, the we, physical was the first yeah. thing that came to mind. Um, I think it's kind of like just making ourselves seen. It's like, it's very easy to feel that we're not seen. Um, so it's kind of just like, you know, which is why the dating apps in theory should be a good thing. Cause it's like, you can see the person. Right. Um, but I think it's just kind of like, you know, we, you know, don't, we're not always seen. And then, so it's like hard to do that. And then especially with dating because of like past experiences and stuff, at least for me, I know a lot of people I think feel this way too. Like we don't trust your intent. We don't know your intentions. So like, we're going to be on our guard. Our guard is going to be up a lot longer than probably would be around another little person. Cause we know that we have to get over that hurt. We know that 
as much as we shouldn't have to make you feel comfortable, we know that we do. And we don't want to, you know, get our, you know, we don't want to get hurt if we yeah. enter in this situation that we think is one thing and turns out to be another. So I think you kind of just have to be, you know, willing to say, okay, we'll go at your pace. We'll, you know, you kind of like, it goes both ways. Like you can ask me questions. I'll ask you questions, like figure this out. Um, but just be prepared that they might have their guard up a little longer just because they want to make sure your intentions are good. You know, I think that's a really good point. And I think that's something that people don't talk about nearly enough because it's like, it's not necessarily that you don't want to let someone in or that like, you're not looking for something you're not interested. It's that like, you have to protect yourself and Mm -hmm. you have to like take into consideration all of the different experiences that you've had. And, and it is really important to protect your heart and to keep your guard up until you do feel like somebody is genuine and somebody's intentions are pure. And I think that's something that ends up regardless of who you are, like being taken the wrong way a lot where it's like, Oh, well, they're not letting me in or they are not really letting me get to know the real them. But it's like, it's so interesting. It's like, we see like shows like any like dating show and like everything we see on TV and stuff. It's like this instant like connection and everyone's like pouring their heart out to each other so quickly. And so it's like, that's what we expect. And that's almost like Mm -hmm. what the expectation is, but that's not the reality at all. And like, right. We also see all those people getting hurt, but we don't think about that part. We just think about, Oh, well, like this person's like pouring their heart out to them. And then like, they're falling in love so quickly. And like, I want to fall in love so quickly. And so then when someone's not giving us that, we kind of like discount them and we're like, okay, like on to the next, I can get like more instant gratification from somewhere else. But I really like that you brought that up because I just think that's a really like good Mm -hmm. point and like lesson about life and love in general is that you really do need to like protect your heart. Yeah. I think it also goes to like I had in a relationship like the guy was moving at a pace that was much faster than me and I didn't want to hurt him by saying like I'm not there yet. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. at love yet. And like, to me, I have a very clear like idea of love. I have a picture of my dad looking at my mom as she's walking down the aisle. And I always say, people think I'm joking and I'm kind of like half joking when I say this, that like, if the guy waiting for me isn't looking at me like that, I will turn around, go on my honeymoon by myself and like, that's it. Because like that to me is like, that's what love should be. Um, So I think that I stayed in that relationship though longer because I was afraid of hurting him by telling him how I really felt and it didn't help that it was long distance it didn't you know it was just like a lot of complicated things but I think like going through that I learned like no I need to because then like we reconnected and he kind of said he still felt the same way a year later and Mm -hmm. I realized like no if like if I jumped into the relationship it might ease his pain now but it's gonna hurt me more and it's also gonna hurt him in the long run too to just kind of jump back into it as if like you know so I think that was kind of like you have to also know what you want and to stand by it and not be afraid to say no. Right. Or in that, in that case, if, if it was a relationship that like you were interested in continuing to pursue, you just needed to go at a slower pace. Like Mm -hmm. if somebody says, I love you or they're expressing that, or they seem a lot farther along, like what held you back from obviously the fear of hurting him, but like what held you back, I guess, in that situation from saying like, I'm not there yet, but I want to get there. Right. Um, I think I did try to, I had a lot of stuff going on like emotionally that I probably like 
it was like too much all at once and then I was trying mm-hmm. to be in this relationship and so I really did like him and I really liked how you know even though the long distance like we were making it work until yeah. it just stopped working so I think I like once we got there and I kept trying to explain how I felt I couldn't fig- I couldn't figure out how many other ways I could say it that worked for both of us so yes I couldn't figure out how many more ways to express how I feel until eventually like I sent him a very long text like basically pouring my heart out and saying like this is how I feel and this is why I'm feeling like this and I remember reading it back and waiting for him to respond which took a bit of time for that to happen um thinking like this isn't good for either of us like this isn't fair this is definitely not fair to me and it's also not fair to him Mm -hmm. and everyone like I the way like the timing of it worked, I was about to get on a plane to London for two weeks <laughs> and I kind of needed to like some clarification. It's like what our relationship status was. Right. And, like he was also leaving. He's a little person. So he was leaving for an LPA convention for like the mm. big one. Mm. And I remember like seeing my, a couple, like I think it was texting like my cousins and also like some little people friends, like explaining like we kind of broke up and they're like, well, like, do you not want him to get with anybody? Like, do you not want him? Like, Honestly, I want him to do whatever and whoever he wants. Like, I want him happy. I just knew it wasn't going to be with me. Yeah. And I'm also like, I'm going to London. Like, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah, you're like, I want to be happy with British boys. Right. Like, <laughs> damn, yeah, it's so hard. And I mean, I know I've been in, I've been on his end of that situation where like, mm-hmm. I know that guys have tried to articulate to me, like, this is not, go, like, this isn't right. happening. And I'm like, like I'm, I'm trying to find every way to get around that and be like, no, but like, we'll make it work. And they're like, no, but like, I don't right. want to, but like, right. they That's don't want to say that without hurt. Cause that would hurt me. But like, it, you know, and it, it's just, it's hard. Ah, It is. Ah. And it's like, you know, you don't want to hurt them. And like, I knew it's so like, we, so this was like 2018, 2019 was our last like big little people get together. And so he got there the day after I did. And mm-hmm. my friends, one of them has an ex. Um, like they're both of them had their exes there. Okay. And it was very awkward, like with them around their exes. So that's how I thought it was going to be. Um, prior because I knew he was going. Yeah. Um, so and like the, my mindset was I can do whatever and whoever I want because I am single. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is my time. This is my week. Um, and, but he got there and it wasn't awkward at all. And I hadn't talked to him over in a year. We hadn't talked, like since we broke up, I hadn't talked to him. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was very like thrown off by it. And then there's, um, every night at these LPA conventions, there's a dance. And when you're younger, it is like, find your guy. He's your guy hook up with like, you know, like, that's it. Like, get it. Um, when you're older, it's kind of like, no, like you can kind of dance with anybody and, you know, like the night before I know I did and like that night I danced and I also danced with him mm-hmm. and I know like we were talking and I was very drunk <laughs> too many tequila shots um and I know he like went upstairs to talk and the only thing I remember him saying was please remember this conversation the next day oh god which I didn't yeah. <laughs> which I didn't so I don't know what he said to me but I'm just like okay what's like what's going on between us because like uh-huh. clearly something happened and I'm also like not expect like things are good between us so like I don't know what this means and then like the rest of the time it's like we're fine with our friend group and I'm still though in the mindset of like I can flirt with guys I can do you know I'm not 
tied to anybody. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to talk to him to figure out what was going on. Cause like, clearly I just at least wanted to know what he said to me that night. Yeah. Um, but we didn't, he didn't want to talk to me until like the night, the night I was leaving, like an hour before I had to leave to go get my plane, catch my flight. And he said, like, my feelings for you haven't changed in a year. I still, like, feel like this. And I was kind of getting a little annoyed that you were, like, flirting with other guys. And apparently you had, like, flirted with guys the same night you and I were flirting and things. I'm just like, well, probably. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, but probably. But I think, like, in that moment, I remember being, like, very proud of myself because I know a year ago I wouldn't have done it. So, like, I just want my friend back. Like, I just want – yeah you as my friend like I can't like if I say yes we can try this again I'm only hurting us both more in the long run and like that's not fair to me and it's not fair to you so I think like that it was a hard thing to do but like I think sometimes you do have to you do have to do it for the both of you absolutely one thing that I can't stop thinking about like because Mm -hmm. you said like you're you're a small but like strong community and hearing about like things like events and and week-long things like this is it a lot of pressure where it's like, you know, that if you end up like hooking up with or dating another little person, like you're net, you're never escaping them. Like they're always going to yeah. be around. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I honestly was didn't like when I was in college, I did not want to date a little person for that mm-hmm. reason, because I'm like, everyone's going to know my business. I want to be able to go to this thing and not have drama. Cause there was drama in high school over guys and LPA. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. And then, um, yeah. And then I dated him. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. I like him, like I want nothing but for the best for him. It just, we, he and I, like, we couldn't work as boyfriend and girlfriend. Like it just, it yeah, wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah it is. That's so funny. I feel like that's something where it's like any type, any type of, of like friend group or if someone mm-hmm. in, even in college thinking back to like, Oh, if like they're in a certain frat, like, and, right. I, and it doesn't work out. Like I'm going to have to see them all the time. Or it's like, it's like dating someone at work. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's like no matter what, because that's another thing. It's like, you have to end on good terms in a way if it ends. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel like that's a lot of pressure. It is. Cause like, you don't want to like, it's also like, it's like, you don't want to hurt him, but it's also like, you don't want to hurt yourself either by like, if you have to end it, like you still have to go to work the next day. You still have to go to this next thing and see this person around. Mm-hmm. And like, how are you? you know, what's going to happen. Like you want it to be good. You want yeah. it's yeah, it's. And I'm sure people talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people talk. People were like wanting to tell me and I'm like, I don't care. Like you can tell me what he's doing. I'm happy for him. Right. Um, And like, even now, like we were friends a bit after. And then at some point he like cut me off and said like, I just can't be friends with you right now. And I was like, okay, that's like, I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. Like I really do. Like I just want him happy. And then everyone's like, like he has a girlfriend now. I'm like, good. Yeah. Like as long as they're happy, I think like that people like, I think people also like out like in the circle, but not in the relationship want to like want the drama. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we want to know what's going on. Like we want to be like, we want to know whose side. I'm like, there aren't, there know, aren't sides. Sometimes there really just aren't sides yeah. to this. Yeah. Wow. I'm like stressed thinking about, about all the involvement <laughs> there, yes. but yeah, it's, I mean, it all does work out in the end and and I'm glad mm-hmm. that I'm glad that this situation worked out for him where like he is with someone. Um, yeah. switching gears a bit. I would love to hear a bit about your podcast and some, some of the things I'm sure it's been 
a really amazing experience for you and that you've learned a lot by having these conversations. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing some of that with the Seeing Other People listeners, I think that'd be really awesome. Sure. Um, So my podcast, like you said before, is called Always Looking Up. It is also the title of my blog, which came first. And the podcast came out of so um, a series I did on the blog called Girl Talk. And I would basically do a podcast episode where I had an or I'd interview a friend or someone I really wanted a story I wanted to have told, but then I would type it all up and go through it that way. And eventually I was like, I can't keep typing up these hour long yeah. <laughs> tapes and like waiting to edit them. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather have these stories told in their voices and not me writing and like editing to make it sound like, you know, something that's readable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, we don't talk grammatically you know, we don't talk like an English We don't? No. (laughs) Shocking, right? But Jillian, Um, what do you mean? (laughs) Whatever do I mean? Um, So I was like, you know what? I wanted to do this. I like fell in love with podcasts over the pandemic. Like I could really discover them. And so it came out of just wanting to have these stories told in their voices. Um, And I was nervous about it because I was like, I don't know how to do this. I reached out to a friend who has their own podcast. It's like, what do you use? Tell me, give me the yeah. details. Um, and that it's been a really fun experience getting to talk to people and getting to hear their side of things. I've talked to mainly a lot of little people, but I've also talked to like some other disabled people to kind of get their perspective as their experience being a disabled person is very different from mine. Um, I've talked to um, some athletes, a couple of Paralympians are in Tokyo right now. Um, and it's really just a fun way for me to share these stories because, again, being a little person, there's not much representation out there. So it's what, pun slightly intended, little thing I can do to kind of <laughs> make us seen and heard. Yeah, I love that. Are, what are some of the like commonalities you're finding between everyone's stories, both little people and, and people with other disabilities? I think, and it goes back to kind of like what I've been saying throughout, it's like that we're people. Yeah. We do things a little differently. You know, we don't let our disability limit or define us. Um, And that like everyone is just so positive. Like everyone is just like has like the best outlook on life. Like even when we know like that being disabled is hard and that society, the world we live in doesn't make it easy. Like it's still like they're just all like fierce, badass people that I've gotten to talk to. And it's been really great doing it. That's awesome. Well, on that note, you are also a fierce, badass person. And I am so honored to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? If anyone has any specific questions, how can Mm -hmm. they ask those if, if that's okay with you? And yeah, all that. Yes, please ask me. I'm well, again, as long as it's not like, you know, sexual, I will answer. Don't be a piece Um, of shit. Yeah, don't be a piece of shit. I will answer any question, but like use your brain first. Um, So on Instagram, I am at Jill, J-I-L-L underscore Alana, I-L-A-N-A. Hey. (laughs) And my podcast is at always looking up, all one word, dot podcast. And then my blog is www.jillianalana.com. Amazing. And I will link all of that and have swipe ups and tags and everything. Thank you so, so much for being here. And you need to keep me posted on how things unfold with the potential guy that's currently maybe, maybe not being worked out in the picture. 
Oh, I will for sure. Amazing. <laughs> thank you for right. having me. <laughs> thank you. I'll talk to you soon. And to everyone listening, thank you again so much for listening. I really hope you learned something. If you did, which I think it'd be impossible not to, definitely bring these conversations into your friend circles, into your group chats, with your family. Um, share the things that you've learned. I think that's that's the little things that we can all do to make the world a better place and to really make people more empathetic, like we were saying. And of course, hit us up with a five-star rating and a lovely review. Those mean a lot. Make sure you're following Seeing Other People. And yeah, I will talk to you guys next time. Hey guys, it's Alana. Before we get into today's episode, I am so excited to talk about the latest updates for Seeing Other People. First of all, we have weekly bonus episodes out every Friday. And on these episodes, I am actually opening up more than I ever have about my personal dating life and my experiences and what I've been through and what I've learned. I also answer your questions and occasionally with the help of friends, family members, or even my boyfriend, Jake. And to get these episodes, it's $5 per month to subscribe. I know I hate asking you guys to pay for things, but it really does go a long way and it helps me continue to make this show happen. So if you want to have weekly bonus episodes and access to these, the link is in the show description. You can listen if you're on Spotify, Apple, wherever you are, um, just head to the link that is in the show description through Anchor. Next. As you guys know, my favorite part about seeing other people has always been the conversations that I have with each of you, the listeners, about what's going on in your dating lives and how I can help you get through it. So I launched two one-on-one bookable sessions that you can book starting right now. If you head to the link in my bio on Instagram, it will take you to the menu through Linktree where you can actually select either of the options or you can go to my Calendly. That link is Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com slash Alana Dunn. And so there is Emotional Support Human, which is a 30-minute call anytime you need a friend or someone to get dating advice from, help make a decision with, or a quick vent sesh. I know you guys love to fill up my DMs asking for help, sending me voice notes, and I really do want to take the time to hear what you're going through and, and really give you my best advice and input. And sometimes we just really need someone to talk to. And I know sometimes it's hard to talk to the people in our lives about what is going on in our lives, which sounds bizarre, but you guys get what I mean. And so I'm here for you and I really look forward to these. They're so amazing and I love getting to know you all better. The second one is a dating app profile revamp. Obviously, as you know, dating app profiles are really hard to make. It's like dating apps expect us to be content creators that specialize in showcasing our best selves, but most of us aren't that. Luckily, I am and I know exactly what works and what doesn't work on dating apps from all of my work experience. So we will meet for 30 minutes and I will come all prepared with advice and actionable things that you can do to transform your dating app profile and help you get closer to finding what you're looking for. So again, all sessions are bookable through the link in my bio on Instagram and the Seeing Other People bio, or you can go to calendly.com slash Thank you so much. Get ready for the episode. And I can't wait to get to know you all better and help you through the ups and downs of everything that is modern dating.